You're listening to the Creating Resilience podcast with Anne Diamond's Creative Changemaker. I'm passionate about helping clients create calm in their busy lives by having more creative playtime. In each episode, I'll be sharing easy ways to sneak some creativity into your life, whatever it may throw at you. From my own experiences and those of my invited guests, we'll show you how you can overcome any challenge and build your own resilience toolkit. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. So welcome to another episode of the Creating Resilience podcast. And this week I have a guest all the way from Richmond, Virginia. And um, we're getting a really global reach this podcast. It's wonderful that we're connecting so, so widely. Um, so today's guest is Amber Tishner, who is the founder of To Be Coaching and Consulting. And she's a PhD in institutional organizational psychology. Is that correct, Amber? Industrial organizational psychology, yes. Industrial organizational psychology and a thought leader on the topic of female rivalry. So I'm really interested to see where this conversation goes today. Um, She has just published a book, Behind Frenemy Lines, uh, Rising Above Female Rivalry to Be Unstoppable Together. And welcome, um, Amber. Thank you, Anne, so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. And you're well today? I am well today. Yes, it's Friday and woohoo, I'm happy to be here. Yes, yeah, <laughs> ready for the though, weekend. <laughs> yeah, and even though we obviously record these episodes a, a few few weeks or even months in advance, and today's episode is being recorded on Friday the 13th. So uh, yes. I'm not sure we're um, superstitious enough to think anything bad about that. But, you know, it's it some people with are. Yes, exactly. But I think it's a good luck day. Cool. So. <laughs> Um, you're an organizational consultant, Amber. Can you can you explain to me and to the listeners a bit more about what that involves, please? I absolutely can. And it's not going in to make sure the clutter's picked up, which some people might think, you know, initially from organizational. Um, I've dealt a lot with senior leadership. So it's all about implementing change. And it's getting the senior leaders on board. It's getting all levels of the organization on board. And it's embracing change. It involves a lot of transparent communication, but it's overall the betterment of the organization. And I guess that can be quite challenging at times. Oh, yes. It's usually, I think, five steps forward, three steps back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Because I, um, I, I used my, my, before I became involved with creativity and well-being, I was a health and safety consultant and manager for over 20 years. And, and that was a similar role with trying to, you know, elicit change in an organization where sometimes um, it wasn't welcomed. <laughs> Yes, it's and sometimes it's not like it could be from a leadership perspective, but it might not be welcome at all other levels or it may not have been, you know, communicated clearly. And so that can cause fear or issues, you know, if and that's when the the clear transparent communication comes into place, just so everybody has the ability to be heard, but also um, their voice is part of the everything that is instilling the change. So it's being listened to and also being able to freely speak. And that's such an important concept, isn't it? Because, you know, in, especially I suppose in larger organizations, you know, trying yeah. to get people to, to have their voices heard can, can be quite challenging in, 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 you know, depending on the organizational structures. Well, and a lot of the work I'm doing now dives into psychological safety, which is the premise of having 
um, it's being vulnerable to be yourself. And so mm -hmm. when studies have shown that when employees show or feel that they can 100% be themselves, that they are seen and that they are heard and that um, they're not penalized for speaking their mind or asking questions or fear of making mistakes, they're human. And so, yes, all of these things, um, when you have a psychologically safe organization, you're going to have people that are more, they're happy. They're happy to be yeah. there because they're accepted for who they are. And everybody's seen as a, you know, a real person. You might have leaders in different levels, but everybody's authentically who they are. And everyone has different unique experiences and skill sets as well, don't they? So, you yes. know, um, valuing those. Would There's be value and you can learn. It doesn't matter if someone you know the different levels the hierarchy that will always be there but I think if you look people look at people as human and knowing like everybody brings something unique to the table there's mm -hmm. so much to be learned there's different levels within an organization but when you look at each other as we're all people we all have our unique attributes and different positive things that we bring to the table so we can learn from each other it doesn't matter your level or your hierarchy within the organization yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Because a lot of the work I do with my work safe and well um, consultancy is about burnout and stress and resilience. This is why I, this is why I sort of I, I combine the creativity and resilience, the creative yeah. resilience, because um, um, burnout is is such a, a an endemic um, problem at the moment, and quite quite a lot of that is is to do with relationships and organisations and people not feeling valued or as a you know seen as a whole person, you know yeah yeah and that's a big you know if um if something's happening happening at work and you do have that burnout or if you're feeling stressed or if you're not feeling valued it just that feeling just doesn't stay at work mm -hmm. it seeps into your everyday life as well so it it just becomes a big heavy <laughs> yeah. yeah so sounds like you 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 know you're you're working with corporations and you're working with people at all levels of the organization so and um, to elicit effective communication um i have to say you know creativity comes in there somewhere so you know do you want to give us some little examples of how you have to be creative with your communication absolutely i think um everybody has different types of communication skills so um you may be um it may be audio, it may be a visual, it may be, you know, maybe you're better at writing an email or, a, a, you know, typing something out or, you know, speaking. But I think it's key to look at, again, going back to what each person brings to the table and their unique um, traits, because not, it's not a one size fits all. Everybody brings something different. And so when you're communicating, there's so many ways to communicate. You can visually communicate, you can audio, you can, you know, there's lots of just different things. And so it's being open and not set in your ways that, okay, we've always done it this way. So that's how it has to be done moving forward. I think that's where organizations or individuals can get stuck. Like it's yeah. opening the, the mindset and looking broader to see, you know, what else can we do? Or if, if the old way isn't working, how can we pivot and change that to try something new? So it's moving from their comfort zone in through the fear zone 
to oh to, yeah to um to, yeah, to step <laughs> over that cliff a little bit and say okay let's try it and see yes. if it works if it doesn't it's okay which is never easy and people you know that's why the fear is involved and that's why a lot of people are adverse to change yeah yeah so um how do you your book is about uh, frenemies so yes. um from what i understand from the the, the 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 descriptions of your book what you're saying is that actually it's better to collaborate with each other than compete with each other in the workplace to, to, well, to get on i agree i but i think before we go down that path a little bit i do believe that there are parts of um, competition that are wonderful. I think positive yeah. competition can motivate you on a team to be better, individually to be better. It's when it pivots a little bit and, and turns into a rivalry or a jealousy or an envy type of thing that that's when the behavior can turn ugly. And so um, when I did my dissertation for schoolwork, I had to write about a problem I saw within the working environment. And I knew I wanted um, to write or do something that involved women. And I, so I took a step back and I, I'd felt it little bits to a degree at that point, but I, um, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is happening in these organizations. And I call it the elephant in the boardroom. Yeah. And good women are walking. And so organizations were endorsing this negative behavior and people it didn't just affect that the women who were involved with it 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 creeped into you know others and so that's what motivated me to write about it and because i do believe we all bring going back to what we were just talking about we bring our unique selves to the table so if i'm a coach and Anne, you're a coach yeah. chances are we do it totally different and the yeah. way we would do it would be very different so why can't we learn from each other and have that i'm of the view of the abundance like the more we have the more we can share and give to each other and we can collaborate together totally to be great totally yeah great. So we've all got different skills we can we can um teach each other haven't we yes yeah so i mean somewhere along this you, you're talking about women you know somewhere along this comes into into the the challenges that women at these levels play uh, face in terms of the patriarchal structures of these organizations so they're already having to deal with those structures so it doesn't make sense that they that, that women don't want to you know uh, collaborate with each other but i guess that's a i guess that's a trauma response or a fear response again isn't it, it again it's the fear response it's the um Gosh, there's so many contributing factors. It's fear. It could be the need for control. It's the scarcity effect. Like there's not enough room at the top for more than one. Um, it could be the, you know, the culture of the organization as a whole. Are they promoting this type of um, behavior? Um, maybe it's how you're raised. Maybe you grew up in an environment and you witness it, you know, from your mom or another prominent female that that's how you treated other women. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it even comes from within that feeling of thinking I'm never good enough. And so you're always trying to beat the other person to feel better about yourself. There's so many, it's a it's a great big gray behavior. It's not black and white. And there's so many things that could cause this type of behavior to happen. And I think in the working environment with women, 
and I've only studied women, not men, but I think typically it's not a type of behavior that men also exude because they handle aggression differently typically than women do. Mm -hmm. And so they may not even see that it's occurring. No, and um, I am, I'm an emotional freedom techniques practitioner. So I tap and I mm -hmm. learned, obviously said a lot about trauma yeah. and, and, and if you're, if you're, belief system has been shaped by you know through 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 childhood and and even even at school you know the belief system is showing where your place in the world is depending on you know your your status um you will respond to the uh, assertive person might be assertive behavior differently than than others might you so you might not see it as, as assertive you might see it as aggressive and respond differently so Yes, it's so true. And that, that's, um, women will oft, uh, often get asked, how do you know if you're contributing? And I'll say, but if, if somebody's truly mean, maybe that's just their behavior, but it's also always good to take a step back and look about how you could be contributing to the behavior. You know, mm -hmm. maybe it's what you're your beliefs you're bringing to the table, as you just mentioned, um, maybe there are cultural differences. You know, mm -hmm. maybe the person you're interacting with is shy and so she appears aloof, but rather it's not that she's mean at all. It's just, she's nervous to, you know, come and approach a bigger group of people. There are so many different ways to look at it too than just somebody being out to get you, even though that could happen, but it's good yeah. to pause and check it out first too. So, so your work's really important then, because you're actually, I guess you're working with people to show them how, how they can communicate differently. And maybe they hadn't thought about communicating that way before. I hope that's coming across. Yes, thank you. Because I think, um, I don't think people inherently are born mean, you know, mm -hmm. I think, I think it's a matter of circumstance and, you know, again, how you were raised or your beliefs, but um, it, it, I see women that say they won't work for other women again, or that they don't have female friends. And I think, my goodness, we're half the population. Like, yeah, that breaks my heart because I look at mm -hmm. some of the groups, you know, social or, you know, networking work groups of women that I interact with. And I'm like, they're my biggest advocates as I like to be for them. And so mm -hmm. I want other women to be able to experience that too, because it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and um, we talk about in EFT, um, Gary Craig mentioned the palace of possibilities. We live, our minds are a palace of possibilities and um, we often remain stuck in one room because of the writing on the walls, which is the belief systems we've been in, in, you know, ingrained with. Yeah. And if only we could, you know, we have the power to erase those and, and make our own decorations on the walls and move into whatever room we want. But it, it, again it's fear isn't it it's, it's fear it's from previous experience fear. you don't want to get hurt again and you're trying to protect yourself it's wow. complete fear and 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 it can be um debilitating you know like like going back to women saying they don't have friends or won't work for other women mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to step over that fear or you have to recognize okay this this thing that occurred it was negative i don't feel good about it I have to let it go to move on. And um, I take what I've learned from that situation to know yeah. what I do not want to be. And, and bring your nervous system down so you can actually, you know, reset and yes. move into the next situation from a place of calm rather than a place of 
um, reacting. Yes. yes. Yeah. Amazing. Oh wow. So, um, bringing it back to creativity because I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> say that's one thing I love about podcasting is that you know we, we, I've never met most of these guests that we have on but we yeah. just click and we just talk and you can just talk about these things for hours can't we yeah um so how do you bring creativity into into your life or, or your work or you know into my personal life I um I'm an avid gardener I love to go dig in the dirt and um, that just brings me calm and peace and I can talk to my plants and they don't talk back. And so it's, it's lovely. Um, in work, I think it, it's like you said, with organizations, it's looking how to communicate differently. So being creative in the ways that you can approach or, um, accomplish bigger outcomes so when women tell me they don't have friends I'll say well get your date on and normally you think what does that mean you know like I'll have women go what are you talking about I'm like well you have a significant most of you have a significant other or a person that you might have dated before they became your significant other and you don't go into that lightly so the same thing can be done with female friendships with working relationships like Mm -hmm. it's okay to test the waters and maybe you're in a couple or two times and you realize well this date isn't the right one for me that's okay it's okay to realize this is not what I thought it was go back out and try again so it's creativity in how to approach things differently so you're not as you said in your what you call it, palace of possibilities and you're just in one room this way you're getting out to explore you know the other rooms and um mm-hmm. yes there's fear involved but I think of some of the best things I've done in my life um there was that component of fear and then after you overcome it there's also a huge sense of exhilaration that goes with it too we can you can be seen fear fear and excitement can be seen as the same energy but just interpreted differently can't they so you know yeah absolutely can so and it helps you get outside of your box and it changes your mindset so you're not I think it's lonely to be by yourself all the time and so Mm -hmm. you know I think we all experienced you know COVID brought so many things I think it there were some blessings in there too I think it forced us all to stop and you know, not go at such a heavy pace, but I think it realized, it made me, especially in my family, we realized how important the social component of things are. Yeah, yeah, we, um, so you do a lot of work with Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, you know, the psychological safety and then needing to feel like connected and your community is, is, is a very basic human need, isn't it? It is, and it's so, it's so real. I see it with my son, like I realized, He's um, 11 now, and I I realized, you know, education is important, but with him, it was so much more important, the social component versus, yeah. you know, the online school. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Amazing. So, we've, we've covered quite a lot of ground in a short time today, Amber. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, well, you know, I like, I like to make the most of our, our guests. I like to get the best out of them. So, uh, I, I always ask my guests um, how 
uh, to give a top tip to our listeners to maybe introduce a bit more creativity into their into their life, either their work life or their home life, to make them a little bit more resilient because we have a balance, don't we? So, we what would your top tip be? Goodness, um, I think the dating is up there with one of them, but I also think um, it's the creativity of mindset of being open. You know, like. Um, I think it's so important to know who you are as a person. I think um, women that like themselves like other women, it's a known fact. And I don't know if I'm totally answering your question as it applies to creativity, but that's one of my biggest tips I often will say, because you have to truly know yourself in and out. Uh, Somebody that is unhappy with themselves will frequently not be happy with other people. And I often think that's the crux of why they turn into frenemies. Yeah, that's a really interesting tip because quite a lot of the time if people are being mean to you, it's actually, it sounds counterintuitive, but if you treat them with compassion and then try to understand why they're behaving that way, usually is that their needs aren't being met in some way and they just are behaving because they they, they, they they need some support themselves don't they and it's so true and often somebody may be projecting something towards you that has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything mm-hmm. to do with them but if you're on the receiving end of an ugly behavior it's really hard to get past that sometimes and think yeah. how does that not have anything to do with me it feels so bad but and it will feel bad unfortunately but like you said, having the compassion, which in the moment can be so very hard to do and very hard to get over. But if you practice the pause, step back a minute before you react, I Mm -hmm. I often think you may see things a bit differently. Yeah, brilliant. That's a really good tip. When when we're doing AFT Mm -hmm. and we start with a setup statement and um, if the setup statement could be even though I'm feeling this or even though this happened I deeply and completely love myself accept myself and forgive myself that's a typical example but mm-hmm. I know I know I know in an instant when a client can't bring themselves to say love myself and accept myself that actually there's something deeper going on there and yeah. so many people find that quite challenging so that's, yeah, a, that's a really good really good tip thank you Amber um welcome so where can people find you and connect with you and get your book? Oh, thank you. Now. Yes, Behind Frenemy Lines, um, Rising Above Female Rivalry to Be Unstoppable Together. It's on Amazon. It's, um, well, it's sold at a lot of different bookstores as well, but it's um, that's one of the easier ones because it's audio, digital, and the print version. And then my website is tobecoachingandconsulting.com. And I'm also on most of the main social media um, platforms as well, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, we've connected on Instagram. Oh, LinkedIn, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also, um, if I'll obviously, with the show notes, I'll put any links that you want me to share in the, in the show thank notes you. as well. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me all the way from Virginia um and um it's been really lovely to chat with you and um i think i'm have to get your book on audible my next audible listen oh well um, thank you so much for having me and i appreciate the work you are doing it's amazing to listen to some of your shows and how you're bringing creativity i think we need more of that oh thank you so much that's really kind so um yeah yeah, well it's, it's nice to um 
I, I was blogging for for, you, for years on the, on the work safe and well blog, but actually this is much more fun. <laughs> and, and you get to interact with people, yeah. <laughs> and I learn, and you said, yeah. we learn so much from each other rather than me sitting behind a computer trying to find something new to write. It's like let's just learn from each other. It's much more productive. So um, yeah, yeah, well, that's great. Love it. Great. Well, thank you so much, Amber. And um, thank you. I, I I look forward to to reading your book. So thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. So that's all for this time. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and please share with anyone you know who might benefit from hearing what we discussed today. If you want to find out more about how I can help you create change in your life and discover more creative ways to living and working well, you can check out my website at www.worksafeandwell.co.uk where you can read the weekly blog posts and book a free Power Hour Discovery Call. You can also download a free guide to taming your stress triggers from the website at worksafeandwell.co.uk forward slash overwhelmed hyphen and hyphen stressed. For all the links to my creative work, look up my link tree link forward slash and diamond artist. I also run a private Facebook beat burnout support group. The links to that and all the other ones mentioned here are in the show notes below. Until next time, stay safe and well and keep creating.